You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, welcome to Built for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder of Built for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you want to try a free trial, go to the website builtforthestage.com or click the link in the description of this episode and you can work for seven days with your own Broadway fitness coach on an online app. So check it out. No catch, no gimmicks. Builtforthestage.com. If you like Built for the Stage podcast, please rate, subscribe, and leave a comment. It'd be greatly appreciated. All right, please enjoy this conversation. As always, we have a special guest on the podcast today. So kind, so nice, so genuine. We've, the second time we've met in person, but uh, he's been a Bill for the Sage fam for a good while now. But I feel like he's the kind of person that like no matter if you're having a bad day or like the worst day in the world, if you see him, he's going to make your day better. And that person, my friends, is Michael Fasano. Oh Welcome Thank to the you. podcast. Thank you for that intro. That was so nice. Michael, wow. is, Michael is an actor, <laughs> but he's also the producer of <laughs> Equity One. <laughs> Equity One is another podcast on uh, broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. Um, he actually co-produces it with uh, Dory Berenstein, and then don't forget about <laughs> producer dad Alan Seals. All I right? would say I'm more of an unofficial producer it's on pod- the podcast. Podcast dad. <laughs> oh, sorry, pod- po- podcast. What did I call you? Producer dad. Oh, producer dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole new. That's a whole other story. <laughs> All right, so. Um, unofficial then. Un- yeah, I'm just the pushy but, voice. But you're 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 Elliot's official manager though. Oh, he, I, I absolutely manage him. What's going on with that guy right now? He is uh, in the ensemble of Beetlejuice, smash hit Broadway show. Um, they're getting ready to have their big October, um, you know, performance. Oh gosh, it's going to be huge. huge. Exactly. That's <laughs> if there, ever there was a month for a show, it's October for Beetlejuice. I feel so. like it'd be entertaining just to like stand on the sidewalk oh, yeah. and see how the people are dressed oh, yeah. to like come see the show oh god everybody people in in most of the shows they get people in costume and yeah there's so many amazing fans for that show so it's been very exciting been insane though oh yeah i want to go you i'll go again i've seen it like four times maybe that's what i'll do yes, i'm gonna like put that put it down put that can you be my manager and put that i, I will right absolutely now? manage built for the stage yeah! podcast as well I, multi-talented so. i'm not kidding i'm right now emailing myself <laughs> Beetlejuice, 
Halloween. Yes. Oh, that would be. He will. So he'll fun. give you a backstage tour. He loves. So tours. fun. So, so like, do you like make sure he brushes his teeth in the morning? Yes, actually, like, yeah. <laughs> he ties it's his not shoes. Even a joke. Uh, yep. It, the weather's getting colder. Make sure you put a coat Elliot's on. Elliot's a busy guy, so I just you know I like to I call it gentle reminders. You're a busy guy too. You yes. just got off of the cruise line uh, for Jersey Boys. That's right. Where you were singing your face off. Oh, was I? As Frankie Valley. Mm-hmm. Get into that. Like, yeah. The vocal stamina. Talk. I mean, all right. Besides Frankie Valley, can you can you think of um, producer dad? No, I mean podcast dad. You, you can think <laughs> about this too. Can you think of another male role in a musical where you're like, huh. oh my gosh, is there another demanding role, tenor role like this? Oh my gosh. Um, I, I have to think about it. I don't know. I can think of a lot of female roles actually come to mind, mm. like, um, you know, Alphaba and um, uh, Elle and uh, Legally Blonde. Like, what about the Rock of Ages? Oh, guy? yeah. Oh, absolutely. Rock of Ages. That would absolutely. be tough, right? Any, I think any musical that um, is based on rock music or a rock singer, it's just going to be so... The vocals are such a huge part of it. How about Hamilton? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a little more speak speak singing, rapping, and, and but I'm sure that's hard too. Like, Dear Evan Hansen, Evan Hansen. Oh, that that's a good one. That's good. But is there any role that just lives in the rafters the entire time? I don't like, know. I'm gonna go with no. Just when, to, when I to saw it, up. when it was on the Broadway, yeah. Did they not have a Frankie matinee guy? They do. Just the matinees? Yeah. Well, and we have something similar on the ship. So there's actually two of us who play Frankie because anytime the show is performed on the ship, there's uh, two performances back to back. So I oh, would good luck. Yeah, yeah. So there's it's <laughs> really and and the changeover is about an hour. So basically, um, I would do one show and then another gentleman would do uh, the second show and then the following night we would flip it and then he would do it and then I would do it. So uh, it's just t- physically impossible to do it twice in a row. I think. Did, was there an understudy for the two of you? Yes. Okay. We, I was about have, to say. Um, yeah. The uh, so the original team that mounts Jersey Boys on land also mounts it on the ship. So we follow the original tracking. So we have um, two guys playing Frankie, and then there's a swing for Frankie, and then there's also the person who plays Joe Pesci understudies Frankie. So there's four people basically responsible for the role. Tell us what it is to be an actor on a cruise ship, because sure. a lot of us, if you're in the business, you probably just say, well, it's a great time to see amazing places uh-huh. and save a lot of money. Yep. And then others might have no idea what it is to be a performer on a cruise ship. Tell us a little bit of like a day in the life. Uh, well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of downtime uh, <laughs> because, uh, you know, the way they run a lounge in a, in a, on a ship is they want to keep it fresh so there's usually another show going on there's other acts that go on so jersey boys really only has two nights of the week there so the rest of the week uh, you know it's every that's why built for the stage was like perfect for me at this time because i had like nothing to do um so basically the first five days of the cruise nothing so you know if it's a sea day you kind of plan accordingly like you have your three meals a day you have your gym time um you know there's always stuff to do around the ship 
Uh, once we hit the ports, it's a little more interesting. You can get off and explore or go on the excursions with the passengers. I mean, or write a novel or, right. I mean, like. <laughs> the time is endless. Yeah, like people take online classes. There's so much that you can do in that time. And it's, from as far as money, it's a great time to save, you know. That's that's uh, that's a huge draw to working on cruise ships. So, so yeah, just waiting for those show days. So with time, sometimes when you have time in your hands, you said, "Well, that was why I built for the stage was so great." Yeah. Other people, though, they would have found time to just eat and drink their face uh, off. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm not even. That <laughs> is a temptation because you live beneath like a 24 hour buffet. That's delicious. Yeah. And then there's also, um, at least on the Bliss, this uh, Jersey Boys is on the Norwegian Bliss, and it's a brand new ship, and there's something like six or seven other restaurants there, all different themes, all different food. So it, that was very tempting. And actually, when we first started Built for the Stage, I was like, do you mean that I can't have like a cookie like as my dessert every day? And you're like, No. Every day, no. <laughs> Absolutely I, I give not. the free passes. Yeah, there's free passes. I, I give the free passes. Um, you went through such a transformation. Thank you. Uh, we had coffee um, a month ago? Yeah, I think it was a month ago. And just the conversation was so inspiring to me. Obviously, Aww. I'm your coach, but like you were inspiring me. And I was like, I got to have you on the podcast to share Thank this. You. And not only aesthetically, but the way you felt and mm-hmm. the way that it just changed your psyche. Mm-hmm. Like, tell us a little bit about maybe the beginning and then just, you know, how we had coffee. What, yeah. Whatever you said that day was just like <laughs> gold. I know, that was a great conversation. I, I had been dying to meet you because once once Built for the Stage started to like click for me, I was like, oh my God, this is this is exactly like tailor-made for me, literally, for just the, the kind of psyche I needed to be in in order to achieve what I wanted to achieve with it. Um, let's see. Well, I guess, what was the beginning of this question? When it's just, how did it start? How, how did it start? Like, when did you make the decision of, you well, know, I want to try to make a change or yeah. get in shape and all that? Well, I have always, you know, I've never been necessarily like super out of shape, but I've never been in the shape I wanted to be in. And, uh, and what I felt like the, the type of shape that people were in competitively as actors in the city, like I would look around and see these guys and be like, oh, I just don't compare. And I was going to the gym a lot, but I wasn't seeing results. So it started to come to a head a a year ago. And I was like, all right, I I really want to commit to fitness. And I, I started to kind of, you know, meet with trainers and stuff, but nothing was clicking. And then, um, I follow people on Instagram who were doing built for the stage. So I started seeing it over and over again. And I was like, I like the business model. Like I like the idea of being built for the stage, for someone to actually address that, because uh, and, and being an actor is athletic, like it's a sport, mm-hmm. and it's um, you're an athlete. You you absolutely are, because it's not just about you know how you look, but it's also about you know um, your your mind, your headspace, and uh, your diligence, and like your ability and your want to get things done and to follow like a list of list of tasks like there's just so many and to perform well yeah over and over over and exactly over. yeah it's it's it takes a lot of stamina and with playing frankie too like i was dead in the beginning we would uh finish a rehearsal that maybe had a run through and i would go back to the apartments and just pass out like i i just didn't have 
the type of energy that you needed to build up to be able to do this. So I started thinking, okay, I'm seeing all this built for the stage. I like this guy's idea. I think I'm going to, you know, do it. And then I called you on the phone from the Caribbean, I think. And, um, and then we had our conversation and I was like, are you sure I can't have cookies? And you were like, not as many as you're having. No. (laughs) And I was like, fine. And so, um, we started doing it. And within a few weeks, I realized the way that I approached the gym was totally different. Like I I had been in there hamster wheeling, just like completely like not paying attention, doing the same stuff. I call it the library. Yeah. When when they're on like the bike or elliptical and they're reading. Yes. I'm like, if you're reading, like you're, you're, no. You're not doing it. And the thing that's- (laughs) Maybe on an active rest day, but not right now. Not right now. And (laughs) the thing is like, I think we talked about this when we had coffee, like now when I go to the gym and I see other people in that fog, in that like, I'm going to the gym and I'm doing my thing, but I'm like checking my email and um, taking phone calls and skimming through music and skimming through Instagram, you're not getting anything done. And so for the amount of hours, I remember somebody, they weren't even meaning to be shady, but they literally were like, oh, wow, so you actually like spend a lot of time in the gym. And it's like, you shouldn't have to ask me that. You should be able to tell. But I wasn't getting results because I was there, but I wasn't working. So about the thing with Built for the Stage is you have to pay attention. Like you, you know, you map out the workout and for me it was a lot of things that I'm not used to doing so I had to watch the videos I had to read the written sort of like write up on it um I had to be aware of what rep I was on and what set I was on and it was requiring like a mental attention that I've never once given in the gym and that's when I realized like oh yeah this is this is different. Like this has to do with my way of life. This doesn't have to do necessarily with just the gym because mm-hmm. like you kind of realize you've been on autopilot for a very long time and like the, and anything you do you sh- that should never be the case. You should always be fully invested in what you're putting your money into, what you're putting your time into and what what you're doing with your body. Like you have to be l- paying attention to your body. So I felt like um, once I started realizing that and I was like, oh, okay, I stopped listening to music. I don't now, like, this is my sixth month, I think, with Built for the Stage. I don't even bring my headphones. (laughs) Wow, you're hardcore. Isn't that crazy? Well, because honestly, I can't. It's not a (laughs) requirement. requirement. No, No, and I'm sure people can do it. Occasional cookies are allowed, as as is listening to music. You know, and you should ask Elliot the way I eat cookies now. I'll buy a cookie and have like a piece every day for like a week (laughs) and a half. (laughs) Wow, that's moderation to the extreme. Well, because I I know myself. What uh, an oxymoron. Extreme moderation. (laughs) (laughs) It really is what it is but also that's it's more guilt-free for me and honestly now i've i've um cut back on my sugar so much that if i eat a full cookie i feel crazy yeah i feel like you know kind of like shaky and weird and so it's better just to have these little bits of it it's funny how your body adapts right you yeah. can't imagine like not having it and then mm-hmm. when you when you do you can't imagine going back to doing yeah. what you were before. Well, and also I can't imagine it making me feel bad. Like I used to eat sweet. Like I, I, I mean, we could really unpack this. Like I had a thing with, with eating sweets. I'm like addicted. <laughs> and um, it used to kind of make me feel like a rush. Like, oh my gosh, like yum. And now it's like, it's something that, you know, I have to tread lightly with. It's just not a part of my life anymore. And it's not important to me anymore. And yeah. that 
that's another thing I feel like I got from built from the, for the stage. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just put more priority on what I put into my body, you know? Yeah. Every, everything that we put in our body should have a purpose. Yeah. Even if it is a cheat, a cheat, uh, treat or whatever, the purpose should be, I want to enjoy myself. Yeah. You know? And do you remember, I used to like send you pictures of like what I was eating and that, cause I was like, okay, can I eat that? Like, I really want to get that right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And everyone listening right now, hopefully you're not hearing this in a pretentious or like meathead way. Like there's a whole different way that you can actually feel inside, um, depending upon what you're fueling your body with. Yeah. And you know, we're, yeah, we're not trying to be those people like, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, never. But yeah. just try it. And the first day, the first week, it's tough. Yeah. But your body, speaking of turning a corner, turns the corner and it adapts. And then it starts to embrace like the natural uh, desire to want to live in this way. Yeah. Yeah. But let's get to you training while you were playing Frankie. Sure. So, at first, I remember you're like, oh, I don't want to train on days I yeah. play Frankie. Nope. And then we kind of took a, a slow, like, merge yeah. doing it. Yeah, well, what happened was our, our itineraries changed a lot, so our show days kept changing, and I honestly felt guilty asking you to keep changing the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like halfway through the – because, yeah, at first I said, there's absolutely – I can't do anything on a show day uh, when I have Jersey Boys. I have to – sit in my bed all day and drink water and be a monk. <clears throat> and then um, midway through the contract, I was like, oh, okay, I have a workout scheduled on this Thursday. I'm just going to do it. Like, let's just see what happens. And what started happening was it actually was making my shows a lot better. I mean, I felt more warmed up going into the show as opposed to warming up throughout the show, <laughs> which is basically what you do. Um, with that role. And um, I just, I felt like I wasn't sweating as much. I felt like I was more, um, I don't know, just like at ease and ready to go and like capable. My, I, I could wrap my mind around what I was going to be doing uh, as opposed to just kind of like being witness to it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. I mean, listen to me carefully about saying that, you know, the the caution is that you have to ease into it. Sure. But there comes a time when you fully develop this progression that if you make your workout the toughest thing in your day, then your show will no longer be tough or yeah. as tough. And that's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Because your whole body is awake afterwards and you're, you have more energy than you would have had if you just did what I wanted to do, which is just sit in your bed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it really became a routine thing for me like I knew that come Thursday I had a I think it was arm day is what it always ended up being <laughs> and then I would do my show and I loved that I mean that that really propelled me forward with it yeah uh speaking of like the tour and not just this one but you've done a few tours yeah at sea on land mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of traveling well yeah that's what I want to talk about because yeah, yeah, I love yeah. traveling yeah what was one of your favorite cities, countries to go perform in? Ooh, that's a good question. I used to love when we went to Canada. I don't know. because oh, Really? It, yeah, because like, it, it feels like you're going somewhere, you know, like cool and not in the United States and whatever, but there's still the kind of those creature comforts and it's you still feel like it's 
it's not too different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, uh, let's see, with Jesus Christ Superstar, we did quite a bit of Canada. When I did the Greece tour, I was actually in the Asian, Asian tour. So we went to Korea, Singapore, Malaysia. That was incredible. And that was actually my first job out of uh, Boston Conservatory. So oh, no way. I was thrilled slash terrified slash wow. I mean, nothing can compare to that. Let me think. And then uh, I've done some cruise ships too that took me to amazing places. Uh, Santorini, Greece is one of my favorite places I've ever been. Um, I've been to Rome. That was Mm -hmm. sick. Yeah. Uh, Also to perform in, I'm trying to think what are some great houses. There was this one place, tour house, and I cannot remember where it is, but if I describe it, maybe like your listeners will remember. And we were there in October and the whole town gets together and recreates Thriller on uh, Halloween. And it's hilarious. Like they, um, they, I wish I could remember. Maybe Beetlejuice it might have. I know they really should, honestly. And it might have been... It might have been like Lexington. I don't. It might not have. I don't remember. All right, where it was. someone DM. Yeah, or somebody. Somebody figure e- that out. Email us. Uh, what city? That and is. right after we record this, I know I'm going to remember the town. But yeah, anyway, that was a really cool place. The <laughs> the the theater itself was awesome. And then you know we went and watched this thing where people were lying around as zombies until a certain time, and then they got up and literally processed down the street doing the thriller choreography. I was like, this yeah. is what tour is all about. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I, I set you up with that one. So okay. now I want to transition into you've seen all these great places. Yeah. You've played awesome roles like Frankie Valley. How does Michael remain his best self outside of those amazing experiences? That's I, a really good question. I ask this not to target you, but to uh-huh. target actors because yeah. I ask this a lot because I feel like. It is a common struggle among the community of we ride these highs and when we're not on that wave, when we're not in that show or on that tour, you know, I'm not myself. I just don't feel right. Like, how do we combat that? Well, wow. That's, it's really crazy that you just asked me that because I'm going through that. I mean, I'm in between uh, jobs right now. So uh, I think that there's a couple ways to deal with that. Actually, one of them, and I'm not even trying to suck up to you right now, is built for the stage. Because that, uh, when I look at my, um, you know, True Coach app and I see what I have to do that day, it gives me a task. It gives me a list of things that has to get done that day. So when you wake up and you don't have a show to go to and you don't know necessarily what direction your day has for you that's going to make you feel like you, like you said, like being an actor... Just to have something to do that day is very important. And to have something as detailed as what Built for the Stage lays out for you, that's. It, I think it's all about kind of occupying your mind. I think that actors fall prey to their mind, starting to play tricks on them and tell them, like, you're not going to work again, or it's going to be so hard before you book that job. So you have to fight that. And uh, the best way is to see friends, to to schedule things to go do, like to, you know, to have your workout plan. Another thing I think is to look at your auditions differently, you know, because first of all, actively seek them. Don't wait for your agent to send you appointments because like right now it's a really slow time. So you're going to be waiting. 
So actively seek auditions. And when you go in, I mean, those, those are performance opportunities. Like that you can't say if you did three auditions that week, you can't say that you didn't do what you love that week. Cause you did, you know, and, and if you did it well, then that's going to serve you and helping you with your greater purpose of getting back into that show. And I like that. Yeah. You hear that a lot about you auditioning is no different than performing. Oh but God. Yeah. What you said really struck me more than than usual. It's just like you're doing something. You love to do this. Yeah. Oh, you have to remember that you love and, it. And maybe auditioning, the act of auditioning, you could say if you're listening, well, I hate to audition. <laughs> but if you break it down to the core of what you're doing in the audition, you are singing, you're acting, yeah. you're dancing, you're doing your passion. And if we can hone in on that, then it might it might turn the tables for us. Yeah, don't, you know, you can't look at it you can't look at auditions as uh, a chore and, and work and, or a punishment or, I mean, it's like, it's all part of it. So, so whether you're in a show or you're hitting the pavement and like trying to, it, you're, you're always doing the same thing. We're always presenting, you know, our artistic take on something to an audience. Like it all comes into play. Like a couple of weeks ago, I had a callback for something and I got, I got all the material and I, at first I was like, ugh, are you kidding? Like, this is so much. Because I, I am terrible at reading a script in an audition room. I have to be memorized. So I was like, oh no, I have so much to learn on this. This is going to take forever. And I did not have much time. So it was a lot of pushing. And then once we got to the audition room and I did the audition, it went great. But more importantly than that, I felt like an actor like I was like that was good that felt good like I'm so glad that I disciplined myself and forced myself to not be going to a negative headspace about this you know that I when things go bad how do you not <laughs> I don't know because when you go to the I'm still <laughs> that's I'm all, still trying I'm to always good no just kidding no uh <laughs> um you know what I, I just try to laugh you gotta laugh because more often than not, those casting directors and those directors were all actors too. And we all know that there's never a perfect run of anything. You always, there's always mistakes. There's always some sort of blooper or something to laugh at yourself. So if I have like a howler of an audition, a friend of mine just told me an audition story. Like the other day, he had the, he and the accompanist had to start over three times on the song and we were just howling laughing about it because we were just like that sucks their fault or the accompanist <laughs> i'm not even gonna say because <laughs> it's never i hate when people blame a company it's never it's it's all it's collectively yeah, yeah. our bad we it, it, but anyway he, he we were just uh, he was making me laugh so hard at it and it it just and he, he exchanged a look with the casting director that was sort of like a, oh my god like we all know yeah, nothing's yeah. perfect yeah so the more we can laugh about it the more we can make this industry fun no matter what not not just make the highs fun but make the lows fun too like it's okay yeah. you know yeah yeah i'm paraphrasing it but i heard once from a director saying that the actor's job in the audition is to show the director how far they can go on their own. Yes. And then the director will decide, is it far enough or is it enough for me to then think, oh, well, if they can get that far, I know that I can get them oh, yeah. this much. Yeah. 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 You never want, I, I think, I mean, my personal opinion with auditions is you never want to show a finished product. 
because you can't mold that. So, so if, if you just show a potential for something and there's it's auditions to me also are more, it's more like a, a chemistry thing. It's like, it's like a date, you know, like there's a lot that can, that happens unspokenly. If that's a word, I don't know if <laughs> whatever. It is right now, just put a Lee on it. Uh, there's a lot more like that at play than just, you know, did I nail it? Did I, duh, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Talk more about that, about, I, sure. I like that. The di- being, it's a date. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I think it's all about chemistry. It's I a mean, blind date too. It's a, absolutely. <laughs> it's so, you, so, I mean, sometimes you know who you're going in for, but sometimes you don't. All they've seen is basically a picture. I mean, if, it, yeah. you know, depending on what the circumstance is, but they've seen a picture, they've read a bunch of credits and yeah. that's it so um yeah i i i think i i've heard so many audition stories and i've actually some of my worst auditions are what i booked Mm. i I can't even explain that okay because i'm a perfectionist and i um you know if i come out of that out of that room and i'm like oh i missed that word or oh i i hit that note kind of like sour i feel like you know i gotta it takes a long road for me to laugh at at myself but i'll eventually get there but yeah you you realize it's not necessarily about that it's really more of a chemistry experiment it's more it's more like a vibey sort of like the way you would treat a first date you know when and mostly the question always kind of lingers in the room do we want to see more like do i want to go on another date with that person do mm. it is is that person for me i mean that's so much of what we do is about chemistry with the team. I love that because people will go in the audition room thinking, you know, like we were saying, like make them want to see more. Yeah. You don't want to go on, a, you don't want to be that person on a first date where you're just trying to come out guns blazing oh, and show no. everything you got and no. be so abrasive. Never. So that makes total sense yeah. to, to walk in saying, you know what? I'm going to show them who I am. Yeah. My potential. Yeah. And I know that I'm going to make it enough for me to get back and make it uh, yeah. be enough. Don't be all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, oh my God. I, you know, the, if you go to um, open calls sometimes a lot, you hear people who will sing songs that are just like, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> like just like hitting you with all of their high notes. Yeah, and yeah. then my personal school of thought on that is like, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. you need to sing a song that reflects who you are. Tell them something about yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, nine times out of 10, and, and I, I've been around the block. So I, my opinion is if you can, can deliver something like that, that just speaks volumes of who you are and what you've lived through and what you have to say and not necessarily what you can do and like blah, 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 blah you're going to get a call back. You're, mm. you're, you're going to spark some interest. So um, we're leaving off on that <laughs> because that was, that was gold. Oh, good. I'm glad. No. The, uh, yeah, the date analogy really, if I were still in the game acting mm-hmm. and going to auditions, that would put me in a good headspace. Nice. That, that analogy of the dating. So yeah. Uh, thanks so much for being on the podcast, Michael. Thank you for having me. Actor, producer, manager, <laughs> extraordinary. Bossy, bossy, bossy. Just annoying. <laughs> no, the best, the best. <laughs> thanks all for tuning in to Built for the Stage podcast. Once again, if you want to try a free trial, go to the website, builtforthestage.com. Fill out your contact info there or go to Instagram. Follow us at Built for the Stage and shoot me a DM. If you want to follow Michael on the gram, you can go to Michael D, as in dog, or David. David? 
Uh, Damien. Oh, I was close. Like the devil. Got it. I, I just guessed uh, <laughs> the devil, though. You are bossy. <laughs> Michael D. Vazano. All right. So that's uh, Michael, obviously. D, obviously. Vazano is F A S A N O. Yes. So you can check him out or his website. Yeah. Michael Damien Vazano. Just follow me dashes. on the Insta. Go to his website, stock his website. Yes. It's actually a very well done website. I did it myself. Thank no. you for saying that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm proud of that. Actor, producer, manager, website, <laughs> web designer. Yeah, website. I developer. need a new business card. Huh? My gosh, this guy get a <laughs> get a toilet paper rolled right down all of this stuff. Listen, on. and there you can also see my built for the stage before and after photo, which I'm super oh my, proud of. Just oh. don't look at the date because I dated it wrong. Oh my gosh, I will have to put that in the. Uh, the description of this episode. <laughs> All right, Michael, thanks again for being on the Thank podcast. Thank you, Joe. You're the best. Don't forget about Broadway Podcast Network. Go to the website, broadwaypodcastnetwork.com. Go to the Instagram, Broadway Podcast Network. There's uh, tons of good content on our network, like Josh Swallow's Broadway, or Ensemblist, or Equity One, or the Theater Podcast. There's like 90 of them. Just go see which one you like the best after you listen to mine and uh yeah you got you guys have yourself a good day it's me roscoe signing off hey it's leslie Odom jr here on the broadway podcast network to tell you about the rise theater directory a program of maestro music rise is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds if you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.